Hello, it's episode 33 of Rum Doings. 33 and a third. <laughs> Recurring. What's, what I find interesting about the number 33 and a third, and indeed 45 and 78, I may have mentioned this before, but I will mention it again, mm-hmm. is how there are young people today for whom those numbers mean nothing. That's true. Whereas, of course, you know, for us, us old folk... Us old, old grannies. You know, 33 and a third is yeah. branded into our brain and 45 oh. RPM. Well, I think you're two, three years on me mm-hmm. actually gives you a little bit more of that because it was pretty much done by the time I was... It was all mm-hmm. tape cassettes by the time I got well, into Well, when I was a kid, music. I mainly listened to 78 RPMs because my grandmother had a big gramophone and I would like to go there and play oh, the yeah. old... Play the old, the old 78s. Um, whereas, of course, today there are no numbers for children to become excited about, are there? None. There aren't any. Of course, there are 128, 256 bit rates, so there are threes. <laughs> oh, right, yes. Of course, there are. <laughs> One, nine, two. That's yeah. true. But well, well, what about with variable rate? Then everything goes out the window. That's true. I think you should introduce the topic before we open these, uh, this, these drinks in our hands. Okay, John. Hi. Would you like to introduce the topic sure, today? Sure, I'll happily introduce the topic. Okay, I'll, I'll introduce you okay, as you introduce you. the topic. Thanks. Today, Mr. Jonathan Elias, Jeremiah Walker, yes. will introduce the topic of rum doings number 33. Hi. Hello. Thanks for joining us this week. Glad that you could be here. And the topic this week is... Is something about something too much of something? Indeed, what we're talking about is... <laughs> is, is Andy Murray... Uh, uh, has Andy Murray has Andy Murray given up. has Andy Murray given up his hope to be the golden boy of English tennis? That's correct. That's all we're talking about. <laughs> yes, has it's Andy good. Murray. Done? I don't think your yeah. fridge is cold enough. Well, that's why I use ice. Well, I think you should make your fridge a bit colder. Is it up to number four? Have you got down on something three? No, we have an eco fridge. Oh, it it, act, it it bees eco. It keeps everything. It at bees room eco things at room temperature. That's the, true. Eco, the eco fridge, <laughs> or some say cupboard. <laughs> some say cupboard. I prefer to say eco <laughs> fridge. Eco fridge. Yes. <laughs> Today, what have you got in your hand then? Nick? Well, we're not careful. It's spilling. Look. Oh, oh it's just, it's just printed on the can. You're such a gun of a wag. Um, it's. It is something that is illegal in the United That's Kingdom. That's true. We've imported this, yes. somehow sneaking it past customs. The Brits don't allow this in the country. It's they really it. bizarre, isn't it? And it's called root beer. Root beer. Now, yeah. you can buy... You may go, oh, no, 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 Nick and John. You can go to Waitrose and buy Bundaberg root <laughs> yes. beer. No. Or go to Sainsbury's and occasionally have this weird thing full of asphaltame in a That's red, red label bottle. But in a lunch, or a large plastic bottle that that sold next to the dandelion yeah. burdock. Tastes of licorice and asphaltame. Neither yeah. of which are root beer. Although I noticed that you've got Credit Crunch root beer. The, but no, the, the reason I have cans rather than bottles is because the website was sold out of bottles yes. until two days no, after but I placed my order. You've also got Credit Crunch root beer. Oh, I see. Pr- printed on it, it says made with aged vanilla. That's true. And, you know, rather than using fresh vanilla, they're admitting, they have it's to true, admit, yes, it's right. probably By the um, law. consumer law, that they have to admit that they've used aged... Have you noticed they've just launched Mountain Dew in this country? Or Mountain, Mountain Dew, as it should more probably be called. No, I haven't in this noticed. Country. Just, but they're now calling have it... you ever noticed how they've just released Mountain Dew? Remember that? Remember how they've just done that? <laughs> you, are you remembering the present? Yes, that's a good it's comedy. My new, it's my Do you remember that advert that was on today? Do you remember? Do you remember yesterday? Do you remember this morning? Do you remember the brilliant. advert that's on right now on the television? <laughs> Do you remember oh. when you came to see me in concert doing this comedy routine? <laughs> Do you remember I walked on stage? Was Do you remember I had the microphone on? Garlic bread. It is brilliant. I am currently brilliant. <laughs> I am. I am being brilliant. The Do you remember this how? sentence is brilliant? <laughs> Do you remember how I'm going to be quite good? <laughs> that's true, that's his act yes. Well anyway, you're not allowed root beer in this country And so I snuck it past customs from a live buying Ooh. the internet Ooh. 
Oh, Lovely. that's a good sound, isn't you it? You got the smell now. Beer Brits are. Oh, it smells it like mouthwash. It smells like cough mixture. You all this is when you go to the dentist. TCP. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yes. That's okay. Good. good. We have to, you have to do that. That's the only it's way the you law. can get out of going to prison. <laughs> I'm, going to pour, I'm pouring mine on ice, and I'm drinking mine up tin. I'm pouring mine on ice because my eco fridge means that I keep the freezer much colder, so I can keep all that ice. Oh, listen to that! For a nice summer's day. How's that for a sound effect? Beautiful. You're banging the microphone, so now it's going to be a really annoying banging in <laughs> their ears. Yeah, it'll be in general. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be exciting. That'll be excellent. Yeah. Um, it's good, isn't it? It's nice. You should drink some. I shall. <laughs> so, John, you're a good. Oh. You're a good Thatcher, right? Oh yes. And I love a bit of Thatcher, me. And you've. You listen to Margaret Thatcher, and they said, and she said, if you see a man in his, I believe it was thirties, maybe in twenties, if you see a man in his twenties or thirties on a bus, you've seen a failure. So you didn't oh, want, yes. you didn't want any longer to be seen as a failure. So you decided to join what Margaret Thatcher called the Great Car Economy. That's true. And so now that you're a true child of Thatcher, that's true. You can tell us what it's felt like to become one. Well, I've had an automobile before, quite mm. a few in the past. What yeah, but they weren't real. Two. I had a Nissan Micra. I had something before. I think I had a Fiesta or something at one point. I can't remember. I had a Nissan. Well, you Micra. had an Austin Ambassador Y Reg, I believe. Oh, what I had, mm. and uh, and then my best car ever, a Fiat Punto. Oh, hold on! I have to interrupt you. Yes, of course you do. Uh, I mean, by uh, the contract that we signed to do this co- this tell podcast, me, you have to tell me what me. you think of this. Um, I've just noticed. I have only seen them online thus far. Mm-hmm. John Shuttleworth. Oh yes, is advertising Yorkshire tea. Oh no! With Ken filming and oh his. no! What do you think of that? Oh well, I think my my cries of despair. No, I sort of went oh no, but then I sort of thought oh it's nice that he's getting some work. I always feel a bit worried <laughs> that Graham Fellows is basically starving to death in an attic somewhere. <laughs> so it's kind of but it was a bit sad. So it is a bit sad. Look on YouTube it? on the YouTubes now. Oh dear! And you'll see him. May you know, I? Maybe, maybe, that's, and the reason I mentioned John Shuttleworth is I said an Austin ambassador well, why right, Reg yes, and indeed. you didn't and you didn't react. Austin ambassador why Reg? Why Reg? Not an ambassador. Wyridge. Stop asking. It just happens to be that year. <laughs> there you go. I should have said that. Yes, you should have. Anyway, Can I so eat my Neapolitan Bakewell? You may, but you have to tell us about your car. Okay, I'm going to do the same at the same time. Actually, actually, speak as if you're as if you don't want to care that your mouth's full. Do the inverse of what you're doing. I there. can't. Cause I've eaten it. No, carry on. It's a it's a Volkswagen Polo. Oh, you usually join the Nazi party. That's correct. All right, makes sense. Uh, eugenics next? Are you mm-hmm. going to start? Um, mm-hmm. uh, are you well, going to start was... exterminating people? No, no, mentally retarded, no. My, prim- no, my primary goal is I'm going to start measuring the skull shapes of various different races. Okay, fair enough. That's what I'm getting to do. That's my next plan. That's your next thing. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you have a car built by by slaves by uh, Hitler himself. By well, designed by Hitler. Yeah, he did. He did design the Volkswagen logo, um, and designed by Hitler. Mm-hmm. And built by uh, concentration camp slaves. Enslaved Jews. They build a good car, though. They do an excellent job. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, dear, it's a bit gooey to try to talk with in my mouth. Mouth on off. My mouth, Nick. Yes. And the cake's quite gooey, too. Ah, you implied that I was giving you some form of oral sex. I wasn't. Now I am. I was implying also for they show. Oh, I see. Wow. Well, you do have that strange disease with your limbs <laughs> bending true. all sorts My of things. My hypermobility Hypermobility. You know, with every syndrome comes <laughs> a special power. That's true. Anyway, carry on. 
Um, yes, people keep asking me to name my car. My mm. housemate has decided it should be called Jesus 2. Mm. That's his suggestion. I quite like that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite good. My girlfriend wants to alliterate, mm-hmm. so she wants to call it Victor the Volkswagen, which is absolutely uh, un- unforgivable. Oh, that's a shame. I know. So we have to break up now. Yeah, I was just going to think. I mean, you seem to quite yeah. like each other. It was going really well <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Jay, uh, J- J- Jonathan, can, can we call Stop it... Stop calling me Jonathan! Jonathan Elias, can we call <laughs> it... Can we call it Victor the Volkswagen? <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. Please come to the back of the shed. <laughs> Please come to the basement. I have a special surprise to show you. <laughs> That's the last person who tried to alliterate. Him. That's right. He suggested I call my blender Freddy the food processor. <laughs> but I've decided to call it Goebbels. Oh, that's fair enough. That's good. my name for my car. Good. Goebbels yep. is a good name. What colour is it? Green, like all Volkswagen Polos. Is it? It's green, is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Goebbels. Mm-hmm. The green Goebbels. Green Goebbels, yeah. Anna of the green Goebbels. Mm-hmm. Excellent. I couldn't remember the name set in time, and I had a mouthful of cake. You did. My cake's gone now, so I shall no longer be doing cake noises as I talk. Cake and AMW. Does it get much better than that? Oh, come on. How could it? I know how it could, by having a very nice bit of chicken as well. But you always complain at me for liking chicken. No, I like properly made fried chicken. Oh, yeah. Oh, you mean fried and breaded? Properly made in America, fried chicken. You get the fried chicken and you get the mashed potatoes on the side mm. and cornbread and oh. all that stuff. You know, the, the proper stuff. The oh. real southern stuff. Mm, yeah. I want that now. Not, not something from a, a bucket. Not a chav bucket. No. But, yeah, proper set of fried chicken. I think it's one of my favourite meals, actually. Probably, yeah, yeah. You know, a well-made, really well-made mm. southern fried chicken is probably the nicest thing that you can have. Ever? Yes. Interesting argument. Would you agree? No. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yes, yeah, so it's very exciting having a car. I can drive to places. But do you? Yes. Even though you have a terrible temper when you drive? Mm-hmm. I really do. I'm not denying it. It's horrible. It is awful. I think you shouldn't drive. I think it's going to lessen your life substantially. I think you're going to well, have a heart attack. One of my major reasons for getting rid of my car was this. So when I had a car about until about four years ago... Mm-hmm. Um, I would drive to Bristol uh, from Bath about three or four, two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. And that is the worst, because it's a 60 limit most of the way there, and most people go 30 to 40. And nothing makes me more angry than this. And, and so, yeah. oh, it was, it was infuriating. I used to just get boiling with rage, and it was no good for my temperament. And I've calmed down a little now. But why have you gotten this car suddenly? Because I have to travel farther than I used to. When I lived in Bath, I walked everywhere. Well, first of all, just to get to my the church I go to takes an hour's walk. This church is basically a curse. A curse, is it? This church is a curse. It's time for you to leave now. I always mm-hmm. say, he's joined a bloody cult, and yeah. everybody, we need to take a, yeah, a, an, intervention. an intervention. Mm-hmm. All listeners, meet me, and we're going to pull him out <laughs> next time out of the crypt. Yeah, the crypt. Yeah. I've told you before, we meet in a secondary girls' school. Yes, in the secondary girls' school crib. <laughs> the secondary, we did that joke last time as well. Yeah. Um, and also, my girlfriend lives about um, uh, a half hour's drive away. So Both of those things. Well, she's no longer your girlfriend. Oh, that's true, we are broken up. Now. And you can get her close to church. There's a church down the road from your house. Yes. Why don't you go there if you feel the need to? Because it's not the same. They're all the same. They're not all the same. What would happen if you went to the church down the road? Would Jesus say, mm, don't like him oh, anymore? No, I would... He smells now. 
Hey, he would. He'd be like, Pooey! Why don't you go to that church instead? Because it's not the kind of church Have I you want tried to? to? No, I haven't been to the one down the end of my road. But it's so you're a, being prejudiced, you're being racist. Yes, I'm being racist. You're being racist against, against churches. Because it's a Methodist church, and I don't like, kind of like the Methodist You don't approach. like their method. That's true. You know that Methodism was originally a term of abuse. Mm-hmm. People made fun of them and said, oh, they've got their little method. And then they said, okay, mm. we're going to call ourselves Methodism. Well, Christian was the same. Christian was a term of abuse. Yeah, but I think Christian still is. Christian is a very unpleasant word. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, it sounds all spiky and horrible. I don't yeah. think you should use it. It was, they were until... You call yourself flumps instead of something Well, before like. Christian, they, were, they called themselves followers of the way. Uh, that was the term, and they were, uh, they were rudely called Christians, and then eventually took it on board themselves. Well, Christian is a horrible phrase. I think you should call yourself flumps. Follower of the way is, is a bit uncatchy, isn't it? Flump is a bit confusing because there's the, the, the twisty, sweet, good, yeah. and then there's also the uh, TV show. But you, you, you want to attract children, like the spiritual Pied Pipers that you are. That's right. <laughs> come and lead join them all into the river. Come and join the flump. Drown them. Yeah, drown, or, or as you call it, baptise them. Um, <laughs> come and, come and, if you said come and join the flumps, they mm-hmm. probably think that well, that's a nice thing to do. What do you say? Come and join the path of Christ. It's, it's less enticing. Mm-hmm. Flumps is the way to do it. Anyway, my girlfriend is half an hour away. That's a bit of a trek. Well, why can't she, she live all the driving? Well, she's looking at houses in Bath. Mm-hmm. No good looking. You actually have to rent one. <laughs> if you stay hard <laughs> enough, <laughs> then, then it'll become yours. <laughs> with the That's magic right. power behind That's her. That's how own. it works. I like the look of that house. I'm going to stare at it until it becomes mine. <laughs> if you stare at a house for long enough, it does by law in the English law. It's an old English bylaw. It's, it is an old English law. You you basically become the feudal master. So you you haven't asked me about the exercise I've promised you I've been doing. Well, first I'm excited I'd, to hear this. I'm excited to hear this, but first I'd like to know: Have you driven your new car yet? Yes, I've driven it many times. And do you enjoy the? Yes, feeling? it's got a 1.6 engine. I don't know what that means, but it means it can accelerate in, in without having too, to be pushed. Too powerful for you? Is it too powerful? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's nice. It means I can go around the corner near my house without having to go down into first. <sighs> it's very good. It's not diesel, is it? No, no, no. Oh, good. You're not an old dad then. <laughs> no, I'm not an old dad. God, I hate diesel cars, and I hate everybody who owns them. <laughs> do you? Mm. Wow. No, you go into diesel car. That you don't. You don't need to. Worry. They balance the clutch for you. It's really good. You go into a diesel car, and it doesn't matter, it might be the newest BMW, and you sit in it, mm-hmm. and it goes, buckle, 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 buckle. <laughs> oh, look, I'm in a van or a bus or something. <laughs> it's one good thing that Steve Bell did, the uh, cartoonist. He's done quite like a few good things. Yeah, but in particular was his illustrating of buses with boggler, boggler, boggler. boggler. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah. you, you, you told me that you were worried about how fat you were getting. Um, no, you know that's not true. You, you tell me every time you see me that I'm too fat. That's you are, you are, you are I too fat. I am too fat, of course I am. And you I need am. to start losing weight yes, now. Yes, I do. So why don't you start losing weight? Stop feeding Mexico. me cakes, you're a feeder. <laughs> yeah, feeding you you're a feeder. As I feed you cakes. Um, so I decided that you're too fat, so yeah. I'm, I then asked you, I said, well, why don't you try and do some exercise? Mm-hmm. And you said, we are doing exercise. And I said, Leave that for the podcast. <laughs> None of this happens. This happens. It's such a fat. He life. just doesn't like it when you look when I show you a little tantalising glimpse <laughs> behind right. our petticoats. <laughs> That's right. Even though what actually happened was I said, "Oh, I'm doing some exercise. I'll tell you about it on the podcast." Yes, that's what that's I said. A more truthful version of what. Anyway, happened. so go on then. What exercise are you doing? Going. Is it running or is it squash or is it football or are you doing swimming? Swimming. It's swimming. Is it? Yes, I'm going swimming. Well, that's good. You used to not use to. I know, to. I know. That's how I you used to be doubly you, impressed. You used to say that you would only go swimming in a burqa. That's true. <laughs> that would be perfect. <laughs> when I go to. Uh, I, I hate the fact that you're not allowed to wear a t shirt when you go swimming. Because it's not like it would cause a problem. 
Hey, like women are allowed to wear stuff on their tops when they go swimming. I think the rule should be nothing for the women on top as well. Yes. It's a perfectly good rule. Actually, you you can get away if you were a very good spelt swimmer. Yes. Actually, doing proper training, you could get away with using. You know, they have those body one pieces. Oh, can you imagine what I'd look like in one of those? <laughs> that would be rather gross. It's like an icing bag ready for the piping. But I'm funny because I've got I've got a fat belly, but um, but I've got you know my legs good, thin legs, yeah, muscles. Fine. Yeah. Think kind of bit, my yeah. arms aren't flabby. I don't have big. Good, well, the I mean, you've, you've basically got a beer belly without the beer. But without the beer, yeah. But that should be. I mean, for men, that's actually quite easy yeah, to get so rid of. Yeah, it's probably a bit better. So you know, you could take three, two or three months, and you could get rid of it. So why don't you just make a concerted effort? We're getting to the age now where it's actually dangerous to have that around. Oh no, I agree entirely. So, so I'm making it's, it's not just an aesthetic. You're not really. I think you still eat. You just eaten a, a cake. <laughs> you won't be doing any exercise. So when you say swimming, do you mean swimming the way I mean swimming, which is I get into the pool and splash about a bit and then stand <laughs> looking at things? Yeah. Or do you mean what are you looking at things? What are you looking at in the swimming pool, Nick? Well, tiles. <laughs> okay, fine. You're moving backwards, or do you actually mean moving backwards and forwards in the most monotonous way possible? Well, I, you... find, I find swimming as, te- uh, as, as tedious and unpleasant as you think running is. Uh-huh. Well, I, I do a bit of both. Except that's... I can drown when I swim. I can't drown when I'm running unless <laughs> it's raining very hard. <laughs> I, I do, we do a bit of both, which is, I think, the, the secret to this. So there's a bit of splashing around and mocking about <coughs> diving upside down. Don't cough. <laughs> God, don't so cough. Big, well, tart in my throat. Don't cough. I'm going to ruin the dive. You're going to have to sign to make me die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big tart. John's killing me. John, stop it! Take your arms, off, your hands off my. We're quite funny if I actually did choke to death. Now that would be the last thing you heard, and then it would be very hard to convince the police otherwise. Especially if you switched against your own throat with your hand there. Anyway, I think I've survived. Carry on. That's good you to see know. Me, you see that I turn blue, then um... I'll push you to the side of the sofa and, yeah. and then quietly end the podcast. Yes. So, uh, anyway, so you do a bit of both. Yes, yeah, so do a bit of both. So we get in, splash, splash around. You know, it's important to uh, to splash water in each other's faces. Um, so you can do a handstand yeah. for the longest, that kind of stuff. That's a crucial part of swimming. I'm good at holding my breath underwater. I used to be. I'm much <coughs> much poorer at that now. I, I beat everybody it. at that. How long can you reject and you can hold your breath for? Don't know, but I just let's I, hold I, our breath on. The as long as I as long as I needed to beat whoever else is competing uh-huh. against me. Well, I can swim <coughs> half the length of a 25 meter pool without needing to come up for air. So it's not that's the fun, fun but I like going right underneath and touching the floor and oh yeah, absolutely. exactly. So or breathing out enough so that you sink and you sit on the floor cross-legged mm-hmm. as if you're just sitting on a normal floor at home. I'm a little too buoyant for that to work, unfortunately. No, if you expelled all the air from I your lungs, it doesn't quite work. Really? I'm a bit too buoyant. I have a belly that floats. So if you really expel all the air from your lungs, I'll you give would... it a go this week. I'll let right, you know. I mean, really put put all the in the deep yeah. end. Push all the air out of your lungs and then allow yourself to sink. I, you know how clothes sizes aren't ever actually relevant to what they are? So if you buy a pair of trousers, it'll say um, 32 inches and it'll turn out to be 36 or mm. it's just random depending which shop you go into. Well, generally I get 30. Yeah. And I found that I've got a pair of trousers which is 30, which when I tried to put it on, the button burst off. It was yeah. so tight. And another one that I look like a clown and it yeah, falls right. down. And they're so, both size 30. And, 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 and women complain, obvi- and, and rightly complain about their clothing sizes, but those numbers, the 12s and the 14s and 16s, have been completely meaningless. Mm. Um, and they are. But what they don't know is that men's are the same, even though we have an, a measurement with the word inch after it. Yeah. They have been, been nothing in common with the actual circumference no. of the trousers. So, and it turns out swimming pools are the same with their heights. Because there's one swimming pool we go to in Bristol where it says two metres and I stand on the flat foot on the bottom of the pool, the top of my hair is at the surface of the water. Mm-hmm. And there's one in Bath where I stand flat foot and there's about a foot of water <laughs> above my head and both claim to be two metres right, deep. Yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> so apparently just measurements are whatever arbitrary, whatever you want them to mean. Do you enjoy the whiff of chlorine you have no. afterwards? No, I don't you? like chlorine at all. No? I don't, I'm not like kind of these people who have to close, hold their nose and, and blink their eyes and whinge about it. I'm quite happy to swim underwater with my eyes open. But it's mm. just the smell, I find it's quite... There are some pools that are treated with UV and ozone. Oh yes. And you might prefer those. They, they, they do cost more to join some <coughs> clubs that have them, mm-hmm. though. And they put in a far less chlorine. They still have a bit of chlorine in there yeah. just to keep it in between the mm-hmm. uh, the uh, UV or ozone treatment. You've got to something to counter the children's wee. Yeah. Well, the children's wee is um, perfectly, well, usually. It's perfectly sterile. It's, perfectly clean, sterile. It's, it's basically the other things on their hands that mm-hmm. go into the water. Yeah. And their spit. Um, so you should join those clubs. That's a good idea. Probably cost a little bit more money, though. 80 pounds a month. That's all. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so we do a bit of splashing around, then we do some lengths, and it's in, I'm impressed at how each time I go, I, I'm able to swim more lengths oh, that's good. than the last. That is good. Um, well, I find swimming terribly tiring. It is incredibly tiring, but that's good, because it means I'm actually getting my heart going but uh, quite quickly and quite easily. It's interesting, though. I mean, you can be generally aerobically fit in one way, but because you're doing a new sort of activity, mm-hmm. you can tire yourself out well, it's really my, it's quickly. My... For example, I mean, I can easily run, you know, 10 miles, and when I get back... I'm fine, and, yep. you know, the heart rate's just regularised and that kind of stuff, and I do that, you know, every week and every day I run, and that's fine, mm-hmm. but then I could go and do swimming, and I'll swim like two lengths and be panting like yes, some sorry. wheezing <laughs> eight-year-old. It's funny. And yet it's the same body, you know, it's being asked to do something aerobically similar, but uh, because you're using slightly different muscles, oh, goodness, I'm not going to reactivate that way of moving yourself mm-hmm. forward, and... Uh, also, I find having to worry about breathing is a problem. Yes, I'm, I'm kind of, because it's been a long time, because I stopped swimming because of my own kind of body issues. Mm. Just the fact, not because I'm fat, cause, but it, which isn't much fun, but it's just because I'm so astonishingly hairy. And people do stare. It's not like, it's not like my own paranoia. I, I've not actually I, seen you. Uh, seen, see, seen you. I don't think you want to. I do, go on, show me. No, I'm not going to show you. Show me. I'm not going to show you, because you'll be at horrible comments. I won't say anything. Go on. No. Just just do it, because this, no. this is part of your treatment. It's not what I tuned to be humiliated in front of you. It's not humiliated. I, Frankly, it's, it's, it, I don't think people would stare, because people see different but, shapes you know, and people, sizes all over this. No, people. but when you're kind of novelty hairy like I am, people do. Oh? Yeah. I, 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 can show you, I can show you my shoulder, look. You can see the back of my shoulder, see? See? It goes all the way down my back like that. It's horrible. Well, horrible in what sense? I'm well, sure. it's horrible there, in there, society's eyes. People. Well, there are gen- no, there society are, is repulsed by the, hairiness. The, certain of Mr. Coxall's friends that's and, right. enjoy, in, enjoy that in the, bear, in the bear community. I'd be, you'd, a, you'd be a, a real, plus. I'd be a real hit. You would, but unfortunately, in the uh, you so, could go to some sugar daddy and you could be a little cub for somebody. Do you remember and, that young that, that man at uh, Martin's party who was very attracted to my hairy chest and started groping me through my. Yes, with, my with, without without asking permission. I know it was ext- it was bizarre to be on the other end on the other end of it. Like I've ever done that. Yeah. Hello, love. Yeah. No, but <laughs> putting your hands up a lady's top. <laughs> that's right. That's all and all there, since then, I very rarely <laughs> put my hands up a lady's top at a party <laughs> and squeezed her boob. <laughs> very rarely, indeed. Because yeah. I'll I'll be doing it and I'll remember the party. <laughs> like, oh no, sorry, love. I shouldn't be doing. Did that, that help though? The fact that you suddenly realised that the fact that you were repulsed by it was aesthetically arbitrary, and that people could actually be attracted to it did it sort of um, mean well actually it, it, it's utterly arbitrary then. no no because of, uh, it, there's a kind of a societal thing there's a, there's a lovely joke in an episode of Friends where they're burning ex-boyfriend stuff mm-hmm. um, and Monica has a picture of an ex-boyfriend um, he's, he's, a, he's such and such in the nude and they say he, he's wearing a jumper and she goes no he isn't and they'll go Ew! 
And there's this kind of, you know, it's, it, there's, a, there's a constant thread of just jokes about people being hairy, being unpleasant. So I mean, right. I'm conscious of that, and I'm conscious of the fact that people do look at the very fat, hairy guy walking past. Right. As I would when a fat, hairy person walks past <laughs> me, too. I think you can be hairy, or you yeah. can be fat, but I think you shouldn't, you shouldn't do, be fat shouldn't and do both at the same time. Yeah. So what, you need to choose which one you're going to be. I'm going to go and get shaved. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Full body wax. Full body wax. I just roll in the wax. And then just have the agony, and then unfurl. Have you, ever, have you ever had any part of your body wax, either for yes. aesthetics or for a bet or whatever? No, none for neither of those reasons. I have had, um, uh, I had, un- to, uh, to not to my knowledge, I had my pubic hair shaved when I had my appendix out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's shaved, that's not wax. Oh, that's not wax, that's chew. No, have you ever oh, no, part- no, I've never had anything wax, no, but I've had patches of hair shaved off, like I had a patch of my leg hair shaved off once, in order to attach an artificial wound to me. Why do you have an artificial wound? This is something when I was a teenager involved in casualty simulation for the Red Cross. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Oh dear. But that's. Oh no, I don't think I've, any, I've never had anything waxed. So good, you're going swimming now. That's a, yes, that's, it's good, that's isn't it? Step. Going once a week at least at the moment. Well, you need to be going more than that. Well, we have a limited amount of time. No, you don't. But now I have a car, I can go more. You should do more weights often. as well. You should definitely do weights. Do you think? Yes. Do you think they just make me bulkier? No, they won't. The good thing about weights, about I'm sure everybody's fascinated. About <laughs> this, this is great stuff. But, uh, just having a chat now. We forgot we've got the podcast oh, yeah. going. Oh, that thing's Hello. <laughs> no, the, the good thing about weights is that um, you you won't be bulky. You will you'll just uh, effectively you'll tone what you already have. Right. A so everything will be pulled in nicely. Mm. It won't just be sagging all over the place. My 24 pack might become well, a 12 yes, pack. But, no, no, your arms and that sort of thing as well. But most importantly. Um, it's very expensive for your body to keep muscle alive. Right. It's calorifically very expensive. Okay. So the more muscle you have, yeah. the more calories you need to keep that I, muscle I've got, active. I've so, got biceps. Look, look, I've got big biceps. Look. Exactly. So only muscle I've got in my so, body. So, yeah, so, so do weights. The more muscle you have, yeah. the more calories you'll be burning just by sitting on a sofa recording a podcast. You could be burning you know, a third more my calories. Bi- my there. biceps are really burning the calories right well, now. They do. I mean, fat, the problem with fat is that it doesn't cost anything to keep it right. there. You, you know, your body doesn't have to pump any blood mm-hmm. through it or to keep it warm or do anything. It just sits there going, mmm. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Whereas muscle is an active uh, mm. body part and, you know, they has to have all the blood pumped through it and kept warm and blah, blah, blah. And it's expensive to keep it about. So, you know, you need to in- increase your body's deficit. That's a good idea. You need to start burdening so, it with more debt. It's a bit... I, I, the last time I went swimming before all this was... Um, it was back... It must have been about seven years ago. So do you, do you have the mandatory... Weird, scrawny old man, doggedly, slowly doing his eighty-seven. Lengths. Yes, of course, of course. Um, <clears throat> and then the lady who doesn't want to get her hair wet. Yeah, doing, doing <laughs> some sort of weird little, doggy little paddle. Chin on, uh, yeah, <laughs> but it's a bit. It's very kind of. It's so seven years. Yeah, and the other person who's far too lithe and who's far too good and is annoying you mm-hmm. by you know streaking up and down That's through right. the pool. Well, I do very few lengths at the moment because I get so worn out so very quickly. But I'm increasing each time. So that's good, um, and it's not it's not too boring because um, I, I can't do breaststroke. I'm rubbish at breaststroke. I have to do front crawl. I prefer breaststroke quite quickly. I don't like crawl. I just sink when I do breaststroke. I'm not very good at it. I don't. Know, I haven't got the leg thing sorted, but I like front crawl. And it's a lot harder work as well. So getting my cardiovascular. What's the going. most ridiculous stroke? Butterfly. Butterfly, of course. Butterfly. Butterfly. Is there any point to butterfly? Or is it just there? To if be you've had your, if you're wearing handcuffs. You have to get your legs through as well. Though. It's yeah, much so more complicated. Yeah. Dislocate your shoulders. Dislocate your shoulders. It's a much more complicated version of. But, you know, is there a point about it? It can be, probably be quite a fast stroke if you get it right. I mean, all this leaping about. But like, what, what if you had a baby 
and you were swimming and you have to hold the baby in the air with your two hands and then you put it down on the surface of the water put it under if I had and a baby, pick it up no if I had a baby I'd, do, I'd be like a sea otter I'd do backstroke and I'd keep the baby on my oh that's a good on, idea on my tummy I like swimming on my back it's hmm. a lot of fun backstroke because also it seems like it's almost cheating because it's just like <laughs> yes, yeah. like a nice lie down <laughs> that's right but you do because I'm going to bump your head that's true do you like diving no do you not I no. love to dive no do you ever jump off the top board at the no. swimming pool? No. Oh, are you too I'm scared? Really I'm too scared. I think I once did it when I was young and mm-hmm. I did a belly flop. Oh, that's no good. It's the most painful thing that can ever happen to you, really. It's worse than... Uh, than, than uh, yeah. I forgot what it's called. Shingles. Yeah. Worse than shingles. Yeah. I remember one time being on a top diving board and I've always been fine jumping off them. And then this one time I just got really scared for some reason yeah. and this Australian lifeguard at the swimming pool in Guildford started mocking me until I jumped off. Bloody that was a great way to make... Bloody, bloody Australians. It was a great way to get me to jump off, just him taking... Maybe that's care. a cure for phobias, the mocking treatment. Yeah, it's good. It's, we should do that. It's, you should cure me of my fear of uh, moths. Are you mocking? Well, not afraid of moths. They just really piss me off in a really intense way. But you're not afraid I of them. I overreact to them. Well, I don't know if I am. I don't know if there's a little bit of a, a phobia in Martin there Martin Cox well. scared of moths. Do you remember Martin when we went for dinner? Um, in the uh, that in phrase the... can start about twenty different. <laughs> that's, right, that's true. We were in that pub garden in Guildford, mm. and um, we were talking about moths, and we were surrounded by posh middle-class British Guildfordian families with their yeah. children yeah. around the table. And Martin bellowed, and when Martin bellowing is like everyone else bellowing yeah. squared. Yeah. Um, at the top of his voice went, "I know yeah. it's not the effing moon." Yeah, but without censoring himself. And do you remember what happened no, next? Everyone turned and stared at us, and people <clears throat> learned to cross and asked us if we could be more quiet. No, was was that the occasion, or wasn't it the occasion where somebody was sitting at another desk said language? Oh, it could have been that time. Oh, yes, is that actually language? Do you remember when the three of us? Yes, and they said yes, it is. <laughs> do you remember when the three of us got told off in that restaurant? Um, where and the, again, that can start. <laughs> I guess that's true. A number of other tables. Um, someone made a complaint to one of the staff. Because of the noise the three of us were making. Yes. That's brilliant. We left that girl an amazing tip at the end of that. Yeah. And there was another occasion where I, I think I was with Coxall. I think Huffman was there as well. Wasn't yeah. it? Maybe it was actually, actually in Brighton. There was a technical conference. Mm-hmm. And we were asked to leave the restaurant. <laughs> Your um, knee is in the way of the microphone, by the way. Because Martin, Martin was discussing abortion very loudly. Oh, dear. And, and people said they were offended and he didn't understand what... They meant by offended. <laughs> said, what do you mean by offended? I've just oh, had yes, I love this story. And, and at the end, we was asked maybe we we should leave. <laughs> no, that was me. That was that was. We the, were there the, as well. The, the, yes, that was the time I was talking about when the, oh, no, Martin, no, no, Martin leant across time. to them and asked them, "What do you mean by offended?" Yeah, and tried to make them justify their complaint. Yes, they just. I was talking about yeah Julie Birchall's attitude to it's just a bit of meat that I'm ripping out of my <laughs> etc. And he quoted Julie Birchall yes. very loudly. Yeah. And that caused some offence. <laughs> but he said, what do you mean, I'm offended? You think you could just say, I'm offended, and that means we don't talk about these things anymore. You think, what, what do you mean, offended? What does that mean? What does that mean? And then we were asked, maybe we should, we should go. That's <laughs> brilliant. The three of us really can't go anywhere to eat, can we, without there being some sort of incident? There usually is an incident. Um, we've, we've talked about them before, haven't we, the not having to pay thing. I'm yeah, sure well, we well, that helps, not having to pay. Yeah. yeah um, we have mentioned that previously. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, I think that that he maybe wouldn't do that now because maybe now that he's a Tory, he's learned decorum. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yes, that's a very good point. He's yeah. so much more candid, and so much more sensible and calm now. Candid, yes. more calm, and 
sedate. <laughs> yes, exactly. He thinks things through very carefully before he does things. Exactly, exactly. I love, oh, we, should, I love, we should look at emails next week. We should catch up on the last few weeks' emails. Do we have any? We have some for the last few weeks, I think, yeah. Okay, that's good. We should definitely do that. We should catch up And on you should some. send us some more emails, podcasts, yes, at com. It's most likely that if you send us an email, we'll probably read it out because we don't get that many. Our listeners are terribly lazy, uncommunicative people. They are. And we know we, we have a fair number of people listening. I know Maybe that. all our listeners are 14-year-olds. Like, <sighs> like that, just mm. grunt rather than doing. What well, if they're gamers? They probably are. <laughs> That's right. All games are fourteen. I watched a computer game last night. I, oh, yes. I, I, I was somewhere where indeed there were children playing a game, and there was this game where people were on horses shooting wolves. Red. Oh, yeah. Red Dead Redemption. Yes. Right. And I didn't like it at all. I'm sorry. It was a terrible game. It's, I'm sure. It, well, I'm sure. It's, I've not played it, but I heard it's a fantastic game. Awful. Utterly awful. <laughs> I, I thought. So I, I, I'm giving it another chance. I watch mm-hmm. it, and they spent the whole time just on horseback. And then, of course, the algorithm would happen that if while he bumps his horse into his colleague's horse, they would interrupt the chat that they were having, saying, "Whoa, there! Uh, be no, careful!" Uh, or something like that. And then, of course, the subroutine would end running, and they'd continue having their chat. Right. I thought, "Oh, here we are! It's the theme park ride, badly designed and horribly executed, with the illusion of freedom." Oh no! Look, they've got to go around shooting wolves and collecting wolf pelts, and they go plus twenty. Oh, this is so tedious! This is just what it's been for the last twenty years. Nothing has advanced <laughs> except the pictures are now prettier. This is made by the people who make Grand Theft Auto. Really? Yeah. No, I wasn't impressed. I'm sorry, I wasn't I'm impressed with so, the easy games. Impressed. Uh, and I, it, this is it, it's a dearth, as I say, of mm. imagination. It really is. You it's think, a dearth of comedy. Well, there isn't any. This com- is my issue. Is there it? any comedy it's in games? If you could inv- give me a game that doesn't take itself so deathly seriously, inv- something like Toonstruck. Can you give me another Toonstruck? Do you know I replayed Toonstruck recently? Yeah, what a probably, great game that wasn't was! So good. No, it was still oh, really good, surprisingly good. Obviously, there's Dead <coughs> Tentacle yeah. and the other LucasArts. Tim, no, Tim no, no, no I think Toonstruck was better than those. I know it, it wasn't. That's silly. It's nowhere near but as good as Dead Tentacle. I think it was. I think it was more polished. Of course, no, it wasn't more polished. There's so many. Day of the Tentacle is absolutely perfect. There wasn't. There's not a glimmer of a mistake in that game. But no, Two Strike <laughs> has, has many more issues and it's and many more frustrations. But it is a splendid game that is much unremembered. Um, is it? I, even I remember that. No, gosh, no. Most people, most I remember people, missed people by it. Didn't get didn't get much coverage. Didn't sell at all. Well, I think that's probably why I hate games at the moment. They are. They take themselves so well, Port, awfully seriously. Portal, was, it was so very funny. But that was a few years ago now. Trying to think of good, recent good comedy games, and there's there's very few. Everything, it's such a oh, it, oh look, it's uh, it's after the apocalypse, and uh, Telltale oh look, it. you're wandering around a land after an apocalypse. Oh really, another post-apocalyptic game? Really, like we haven't had enough of those. <laughs> Well, you'll look forward to Fallout New Vegas next year. What was the game which was set in uh, Washington, D.C. after some sort of apocalypse? And you were walking around with sort of uh, neo-art deco computer... Fallout 3. Really? Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. there was another one. Oh, look, we're in a post-apocalyptic Oh, yeah, and world. there's Rage coming up next year as well from Id. From Id. You're looking at that See, it's such a teenage sensibility. Oh, it's all just gone to hell. <laughs> That's right. It's a, games are adolescent in their sensibilities. They really are. It's this kind of teenage nihilism that they're struck into. This self-important nihilistic identity crisis that each game is, but all identically represented by the same scorched beige <laughs> landscapes with the strange-looking mixtures between a cricket and a crab, whom you have to shoot, and yellow <laughs> bile comes out. I mean, come on, John. You can What's do better Super than that. What about Super Mario Galaxy Two? Uh, or, or okay, or it's a twee neo anime <laughs> thing with, with 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 little hearts and stars, and uh, you know it either brings out the fourteen year old girl in you or the fourteen year old boy in you. I don't want a fourteen year old girl or a boy in me, thank you. 
Like, thanks to cream tea. Yes. <laughs> the cream tea has totally spoiled <laughs> my appreciation of these games. <laughs> well, I agree. I think all games are rubbish. Excellent. Yeah. Finally, you agree. I've argued with you about this for That's 10 years true. and you agree. Finally, I'm on your side. Yes, you, you are definitely on my I'm just checking the time. We, we still have time, if you'd like, yeah. to talk to me. Yeah. Uh, oh, goodness. Look what the cat's done. I... Uh, I do wish you wouldn't talk about your cat on the podcast, Nick. I no, find but, it so rude. but look what the cat's done is turning me into you. <laughs> all the cat's hair is shedding all over me, and uh, she's disguising you as me. My cat's name is Minnie, and she is fourteen years old. She looked good for an old cat, doesn't she? She does look good. Oh, I met a cat that was nineteen the other day. That's unfair. Looked remarkably well. Was it a little bit of trouble? Yeah, she was a little bit arthritic in the back legs, so trouble jumping up. But otherwise, very healthy, very. Minnie simple, very can happy. jump straight onto the fence still in one bound. Gosh, that's very amazing. Good, but that's because she's a moggy. Apparently, if yeah. you get if you get these ginger cats and things like that um, that are purebred, they can have a lot more problems. Mm. But she's like, they do shed. That's, that's disgusting. She is a disgusting. Can you stop thing. being so disgusting? Oh Minnie? goodness, she's come onto your lap. <laughs> she. Isn't that lovely? It's because I'm loved by all cats. You are a cat person, aren't you? It's true, because I am. You, you hate dogs, as we've as half we found, cat, as we half found human. out before. What does Laura think of cats? Because, I mean... Laura humorous, is not, Laura's not as enthused by cats as and I am. And she doesn't like the fact that you basically give the cat more attention than well, she... She knows, I, she, knows, she knows her place. Uh, her husband was to, quite dead. I've had to point out to the cat is, I've known the cat three and a half years. I've known her about six months. And also, so. it's that three and a half years in cat years. The cat well, Exactly. Known, but I am, it? as I've pointed out to you before, I feel like we said this on the podcast before, I am a human. So the cat years isn't that relevant for me. It's relevant for the cat. That's true. Yeah. Why is she biting your fingers? Let's stop talking about your cat. Yes, yeah, stop, stop talking about it. This has been a really strange podcast. It's just us two having a chat. <laughs> yes, this is, this is what usually happens when we're not trying. <laughs> my God! Oh my goodness! The, the, the amount of hair that the cat is producing—we could is... weave a cushion, stuff a cushion, even. Apparently, people do take their. Uh, apparently, in um, in Germany and, and other places, they will take their dogs' fur and they will um, they will make a coat out of it. Oh yes. You know they'll they'll weave a coat out of it. Lovely. I think that's uh, that's something. Oh, I'm wearing the latest dog fur coat. <laughs> Doesn't necessarily work. Also, her hair is quite sort of coarse. Yeah, I, so I think it would be quite unpleasant. She's showing me her bottom hole. Oh, aren't you lucky? I am. It's a real treat for me right now. <laughs> is it nice and clean? It looks very clean. Yes, well done. I'm getting a really good, clear view of this right now. <laughs> Are you? Yes. Little else for me to look at. Are you scratching her tail to make sure it stays there? No, she just wants to be. It's staring at me. <laughs> it's staring the one at eye me. Is staring at you. <laughs> make it stop. Uh, the brass eye. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about. Yes. Um, when you see someone reading on the tube, what do you? Instinct- when you see someone reading a thick paperback on mm. the tube, what's your instinctive feeling about that person? I'm usually happy that they're reading something. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's good that you're reading something that's a yeah. nice big book, and you're not reading, you know, the Metro or the yeah, Sun. Yeah, that's right. When I see someone reading the Sun. I'm always a bit sad. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What do you feel about when you see some a, a, someone who's not um, white reading the Daily Mail? How do you react to that? I've never seen that. Really, <laughs> you haven't? No, I haven't. The lady who runs. Well, the, not consciously. I don't. The see lady who like runs the do. local shop, uh, who is, um, I believe, Indian, but I'm not absolutely certain. That I've never asked. Um, reads the Daily Mail, and I was like, 
But it hates you. <laughs> Why are you reading it? it what did she you. say? I've never said that to her. That would be a little impertinent, I feel. But it would be. So you, so you're seeing. Uh, so, t- for instance, my experience today, seeing a young lady on the tube. Describe the young lady. Um, I forget what she looks like. My brain didn't think that information was important. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say she was in like, maybe thirty years old, uh-huh. um, and she's reading a paperback book. Um, mm-hmm. Big thick paper book, and it's bent open. She's she's reading this, mm-hmm. and so my instinct, like you, I thought, oh look, she's reading a book. That's good to see. You know, someone reading a book is a good thing. And then she closes that book, mm-hmm. and it's written by Jackie Collins. Jackie Collins. Jackie Collins. Now, what's your reaction to that person? I'm not going to fall into your trap because I haven't ever read a Jackie Collins book, and for all I know, they might be quite good. That's true, actually. But I, I have to say, my in, my instant one response was one of disappointment. In other words, your prejudicial response. Yes, that's oh, right. I'd hoped she had been reading *A la recherche du temps perdu*. <laughs> that's right. Like I would be. That's what I would have been reading. <laughs> but she's reading a Jackie Collins. That's true. Right. The stupid idiot. I don't. So I pushed well, okay, off the train. But, okay, but let's say that she'd been reading Jane Austen. You feel better, but um, some people right. suggest that Jane Austen was a 19th century Jackie Collins. I've never read any Jane Austen. I'm very poorly read, Nick. You spend all your time read. playing TV games. That's, that's what right. it is. Do that and watch. I don't television. particularly like Jane Austen. I think she's yeah, 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 yeah. She's for ladies only. Anyway, I mean, you can't really You're not really allowed to read it as a man. Are you? No, I mean, it's it's not for you any more than Jackie Collins is for you. That's, that's what, true. That's 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 why I have to say though, um, very long time ago, I. I can't remember what it was. I once read a Geoffrey Archer novel. I was going to ask what if it was Geoffrey Archer. Uh, I read Archer one, on the and, tube. and I have to say, yeah. although it was very clunkily written, obviously yeah. the plot was fine. I mean, it was quite exciting. And I think it was the one where they—I st- can't remember which one it is—but basically, uh, <laughs> Saddam Hussein had a plot to steal the American Constitution. Oh, Saddam! <laughs> and uh, uh, and it was just such a ridiculous plot, but it was actually quite—you know—it was the sort of thing you'd want to carry on reading just to find out what happened. Right. Um, Certainly much better than, say, the average Doctor Who plot. What about Dan Brown? How would you compare it to no, Dan Brown? No, I wouldn't read it. Have you ever tried to read Dan Brown? I've read parodies of Dan Brown. and right. Parodies are anything like the actual I... prose. I think he, I, from what I've heard, is people who like him generally admit that he's a terrible writer, mm-hmm. but they say there's something about yeah. his narratives which... He has a very peculiar way of writing, which is... Because um, I, I tried to read The Da Vinci Code before it was massively famous. Someone mm-hmm. recommended it to me for other reasons. They said it wasn't very good. Dan Brown also tells lies, of course. Well, of course he everything does. in here is yeah, true based on Trabalho. Yeah, it's, right. it's all bumpkin. Mm-hmm. Based on other books he's read. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then wins in court when people tried to prove that. Yeah. Um, so I was trying to read this, and it was because of the Knights Templar connection. I was reading it slightly before. It was only a few months before it suddenly became the most famous book in the world. Oh, yeah, because you're in the Knights Templar. Of course I am, yeah. Mm. Um, so I always ride two to a horse. Yes. And so um, I was reading this, and he write, what he does is they get to the end of each chapter. Everything is a cliffhanger. So every chapter ends, and it was not, you wouldn't believe what happens on the next page! <laughs> and so I can understand why people would feel compelled to keep turning the pages to, to resolve these non-stop ludicrous cliffhangers. But it's just so badly written, it's so horrendously badly written, I threw it across the room. Also, also the premise of it is ridiculous. Oh, oh look, the Catholic Church has found out that Jesus had uh, had brothers yeah. or had a son or whatever. We I mean, did have brothers, James or an entire or whatever, Bible. Or whatever, I mean, they oh, they found out that yeah, Jesus had a, had, family, a lineage, a lineage, had, had a yes. family or a lineage. Yeah. And that will destroy all of Christianity. Well, no, it wouldn't. There are plenty of revelations and things that come out. You know, it, it wouldn't destroy all of Christianity. No. Even if it even if it somehow came out and were proved, which would be very difficult 
to yes. do, even with, you know, somebody would just say, oh, yes, but this old document doesn't prove that, or this old document doesn't prove that. I mean, look at the, look at the Turin Shroud, you know. It yeah. doesn't matter how many times it's disproved, there will still be people who will, link, mm-hmm. who will cling to it, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. If something else comes out, oh, look, Jesus actually had a lineage. Well, okay, what document proves it? It wouldn't be the cataclysmic event. Yeah. It wouldn't be you know, this dangerous secret kept in the heart. of No, it wouldn't. Just stop all your nonsense. And what, isn't the next story about the Holy Grail or something? I don't know or care. He's done very well for himself. He has, hasn't he? Andrew Collins did a review of it. He, he enjoyed it. I'm sure he did. The new book. Yes. That uh, da- Daniel Brown has written. Daniel Brown. Well, he's, he's done very well for himself. He's made a lot of cash. Yeah, oh no, he's done, he's done extremely well. We should also be so lucky as to yeah. make money so easily. Maybe that's what you should be writing about instead of TV games. No, it's th- that's the solution, isn't it? Yes. To my infamy. That's a solution to your infamy. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? That's a solution to your infamy. What sort of nonsense? I have no is that? idea. I'm really tired and I said that sentence, and I've really. That is it a now. solution to my infamy. I know, I know, but we can pretend I didn't say it. We could, and if we had the sophisticated technology, you could even edit it out. No, and sadly, would have heard it, but sadly, sadly, that's beyond us. That In fact, beyond. that's a sign that we should stop, and it is indeed 43 minutes, which solution. is how long our podcast is. Shush. The solution. Stop to being my, so horrid. The solution to my infamy. Stop it. Don't hang your. <laughs> Non sequitur head in shame. I'm going to. My malapropped head in shame. Awful person. Bye.